Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're discussing 1992's Bram Stoker's Dracula, directed by Francis Ford Coppola and starring Gary Oldman and Winona Ryder. But before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Um, I needed to practice up for our vampire show. Oh, they, uh, definitely. Twilight so, series. Yeah, that's... Well, almost. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I watched <laughs> The Lost Boys. <laughs> oh, much better. Yeah, it is much better than Twilight. <laughs> although it's not as great as I remembered. I had it in my head that this was an amazing film. Yeah, I recently watched it, and that's what I thought, too. Mm-hmm. And I, I was just talking to Dave off air about last night I was at a party, and everyone was looking at me like a freak because I knew everything about movies. Yes. Lost Boys came up. So. Of course it did. And I said the same thing. Right. Yeah. Anyone who was alive in the 80s has seen the movie, and they, they point to it as, like, the definitive whatever. And, like, I'm sitting there watching it, waiting for the awesome stuff to happen, and it never really comes. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I can say is that, like, Kiefer Sutherland was the perfect choice to play David. Yeah, you he's know? great. Of course, Alex Winter is awesome, mm-hmm. as Marco, I think. It is Marco. Yes. Um, <laughs> but there's a guy in it who I'd forgotten about. His character's name is Dwayne. He's one of the other vampires. Okay. Dwayne the Vampire. Um <laughs> He's played by Billy Worth. Um, okay. He competed on American Gladiators. I remembered that. Ooh, that's awesome. And he was in a, a movie with Kevin Dillon called War Party mm-hmm. from 1988 where he played like this young uh, Native American guy who like starts a battle with like uh, some ranchers. Uh-huh. And that's really good. Oh, cool. Um, and th- yeah, I, I all I maybe want to do is want to watch War Party and American Gladiators uh, again. And, you know, th- that just wasn't around. So my, I was suffering. My favorite part of the movie is when... The- they're at that concert at the fair, and that guy's got the saxophone. Wow. Oh, that is, oh. That is like 80s coming yes. out of your pores. Exactly. He's, it's so glistening yes. and rock-hard pecs. <laughs> He's dude, to the waist. That guy was so famous in the 80s, apparently. He toured <laughs> with like all kinds of people, and like const- that was like his thing. Had the shirt off, yes. had the greasy ponytail, had the saxophone. Of course. Gyrating his hips, saying, <laughs> yep. I still believe. Yeah. I still believe. Oh God! What a oh, what a song! And and of course, like forever for the next three days, um, "Cry Little Sister" was in my head. Oh yeah, and you know mm-hmm. that's an amazing song. But yeah, yeah, I I do like the Lost Boys. Okay, I say yeah, I, I don't love it, but mm-hmm. I like it. Right. I watched an oldie. I watched The Wizard of Oz with okay. the kids. Excellent. Uh, yes. You know, 1939, Technicolor Marvel. Yeah. Um, I actually quite enjoyed it. I love that movie. I remember I always kind of liked it growing up and stuff, but I haven't seen it in a long time. And you know me with musicals, I don't really uh-huh. go for them. But this one's all right. right. You know, I think I just like the fantasy element of it. Uh, and it's just really interesting and unique. And mm-hmm. there's not much else like it. I mean, there's you know, Chronicles of Narnia and right. even Harry Potter. That kind of shit's like this, this fantasy world. But uh, The Wizard of Oz is a classic, man. Of course it is. I, I, I Liked it more than I expected to. I was yes. like, this is great. Yes. Yeah, so I guess I do like one musical. Excellent. So, yeah. There um, and there's uh, the, the guy who plays the Cowardly Lion, Burt Lahr. Yeah. His son was John Lahr, who wrote the book, Prick Up Your Ears. Really? Yes. Holy crap. Yeah. Gary Oldman. Mm-hmm. Nice. Right. Uh, yeah, so Wizard of Oz, everybody. You know it. Of course. Go watch it again. Yeah, go watch The Wizard of Oz mm-hmm. over and over with your children. <laughs> it is good. And, you, dude, my daughter was terrified of the witch terrified it was the movie was on like bravo's scariest movie moments Mm -hmm. you know for for that reason i mean like eli roth talking about being scared of wizard of oz when he was a kid you Mm -hmm. know it's 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 real yeah for sure uh now let's talk about something else scary dave Mm -hmm. dracula yeah 1992 why don't you give everyone a synopsis all right so uh this movie is um a it's an adaptation of Bram Stoker's original novel. The 1931 Todd Browning film had, mm-hmm. had taken a lot of liberties with the story. Mm-hmm. This one does two in one big way, mainly the love story, but mm-hmm. the rest of it is fairly close to... They, they try to get all the imagery from Bram Stoker's novel into the film, mm-hmm. and it's famous for a lot of reasons, um, good and bad, and that is what we'll get into. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is a Dave Guilty Pleasure movie? Yes. Okay. Uh, what's your experience with this movie? So I saw this movie opening night in 1992. Really? Yes. Uh, with two friends, uh, Dave and Josh. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we sat there and we thought it was just just incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we were all, you know, like completely in love with Winona Ryder at the time. Yeah, that had to be a big part of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I had seen Heathers and was obsessed with it and Edward Scissorhands and Beetlejuice. And I mean, I just was, Winona was my everything, as, mm-hmm. I, as I've stated on this show many times. <laughs> yes. Um, and <laughs> I was not disappointed. Neither were they. 
And I mean, I was thinking about this movie for years and years afterward because it just like introduced me to not only the Dracula tale, but also like uh, black fingernail culture and, yeah. you know, like just mm-hmm. goth, you know, stuff <laughs> after hours, you know, what's it? And uh, that's what I wanted my life to be. It didn't turn out that way, but it, but it still interested me and, and dominated my fantasy for years afterwards. So you're not an undead creature of the exactly. night. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, that didn't happen. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> you know, your plan changes, Dave. Exactly. My exp- I think I've seen this once before, maybe 10 years ago. Mm. Something. I didn't see it when it came out, but I remember seeing the commercials yeah. constantly. Yeah. And I was like, that looks kind of interesting. Right. Kind of weird. <laughs> Uh, but it's odd and neat. And I just remember that like box art with like that stone gargoyle head of Pretty Dracula. Cool. I was like, God, that's neat. Mm-hmm. That is neat. And I then know. I finally watched it and I was like, okay, that's all right. <laughs> Were you an adult when you saw it? I was probably like 18 or something, all right. maybe 22. I don't know. Okay. It was years ago. All right. But uh, yeah, maybe I wasn't up to speed. I wasn't ready for it. I that's don't know. possible, yeah. I don't know. But I, I watched it again the other night. And I still feel the same way about it. <laughs> Maybe even worse okay. about it. So I'm sorry, Dave. Well, okay. This is going to be one of those episodes. And that's fine. And I, I would like to get out of the way first. Okay, so from... Uh, you're looking at it critically rather than like with nostalgia like I do. Right, so yeah. Can, and that's a big factor in it. Yes. Yeah. Can you give me some uh, of your beefs with the film? Uh, I think my major beef with it is that it feels kind of disjointed almost mm-hmm. the pacing is off i think it's got weird editing choices that make the story hard to follow okay uh characters are underdeveloped and underutilized uh just i don't know it seems not well made wow not well made all right like besides production value huh i was it's style over substance i believe okay yeah, uh, that's fair because okay. because I, I I do think it is I I think it is well made and I think the production design is everything. Maybe about I it. went too far saying it's not well made okay. because there's a there's a lot of quality in here. Yes, so, yeah, but I I think just it's not a well told story. Maybe I should say. Okay, I don't know. What about the performances? They're okay at best. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is some of the worst acting I've seen from a lot of <laughs> actors. But uh, I don't know. Gary Oldman's okay. Yeah. I think he could be better. Uh-huh. He has been This better. might be his worst performance, <laughs> which is bad. I mean, that's that sucks. Sorry, yeah. Gary Oldman. It's not a terrible performance, but I just think it's so theatrical, which is, you know, Dracula needs to be that way. Yeah. Know? But I don't know. I just, ew. I don't know, Dave. <laughs> I, I don't enjoy him, I guess. All right. I don't enjoy it. Okay. Yeah. What do you think of their performances? Well, okay. So I, I, I think that I, I understand when people feel the way you feel about the performances. I, they are incredibly theatrical and, mm-hmm. and overwrought, um, as particularly Gary Oldman. Mm-hmm. Um, he, is, he is just munching on scenery. And like he, he really goes for it because he is who he is and he's so dedicated to the craft. He, he went out of his way to like perfect this Romanian accent. I thought that was good. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, he speaks the language pretty flawlessly on camera in the first scene of the film. And it's still Gary Oldman, even some, when he's being this hammy. Mm-hmm. But I, I totally get when people kind of want to reject it. Mm-hmm. Like they're looking at it going, you know, wow, this guy is really, you know, overdoing it here. Yeah. Um, but I think that his performance and Winona Ryder and everyone else in the movie, even Anthony Hopkins, is kind of hidden by the really obviously bad performance, um, which this is two movies in a row for Francis Ford Coppola in the early 90s where um, something's on him, where, mm-hmm. where he, he didn't make the managerial choice to say this is not working, and that's Keanu exactly. Reeves. Yeah, I'd agree. The first time I saw this movie, Keanu didn't bother me that much. Uh-huh. This recent watch, it was blatantly bad. Yes. Uh, his, his accent... Is one of the worst I've ever heard in any movie. I know. It is so inconsistent. In the same sentence, he sounds like a surfer dude <coughs> and a surfer dude trying to do a British accent. Th- that's yeah. the key, trying to, to yeah. be a proper English gentleman. Yeah. Because it's not working. Oh, like the, the things he says like just shift from surfer dude to a bad fake accent back to a surfer dude. Yeah. At the end of the sentence. Yeah. Like I, I was expecting him to say dude. I know. Like, it was so bad. I know. 
<laughs> and uh, his his performance is as maligned as Hayden Christensen's in you know Attack of the Clones. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. And I I feel like there's like an hour of footage that's been cut out of this movie. Really? Yeah, like that would make it coherent. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't. I feel like everything was rushed in yeah. this movie. This may be a bad comparison, but it reminded me of Dune. How bad Dune was put together. You think it's as incoherent as Dune? It's not that bad. Okay. But there's shades of Dune. Shades of Dune. All yeah. right. All right. Yeah. So that's a chapter in Coppola's, you know, memoirs yeah. then. Shades of Dune. Because, shades of Dune. Know, <laughs> that's, that's not what you want. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like that. that's how bad I thought this movie was put together. Okay. Technically. Yeah. Um. And I'm sorry if I'm breaking your heart. If I'm driving a stake through it, I'm it's sorry, fine, Dave. Dude. I, I, I'll, I'll take the stake. And I and warned you before yes. we started recording yes. that this is going to be one of those episodes. Okay, so this movie, <laughs> it, it is groundbreaking in some ways. In that, okay, like how? <laughs> well, okay. So the opening sequence is as atmospheric as anything I've ever seen. I think the visuals in this movie are wonderful. Yes. Yes. Totally. Um, and even with all the rear screen projection stuff, you know, um, and the, when you ha- when you see the, the dome and the, cl- the red clouds and the yeah. music, like th- think how like, uh, I Frankenstein looks, you yeah, know, I don't, I don't want to exactly. Or Van Helsing from 2004, mm-hmm. like filmmakers since this movie has come out, have been trying to recreate the atmosphere of this movie with CGI mm-hmm. and they failed every time. Right. And that's one of the major points I give this movie is. Like I said, it's style over substance. Mm-hmm. The style is so far over it. Absolutely, it's like yes. Stylish to the to the ninth, man. I know. It is crazy good. It looks great. Um, like the visuals are astounding. Like they use all kinds of classic movie techniques. Like you said, rear screen projection there. They've even they even do like reverse footage. Oh yeah. They do practical prosthetics, uh monster effects, yep. which look amazing. I know. Uh I, I loved all that stuff. And there's some really great scenes I really loved. Mm-hmm. The shadow work is great because Amazing. we all know shadows in Dracula stories is a big thing. Yeah. And the, he, t- he ups the game here and it's really <laughs> wonderful. Uh-huh. I don't know if that, I doubt that's all practical. That might be computer shadow effects, but um, um, according to it's the really note, good. According to the notes, there, there are no computer effects in this movie. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Everything's done with the camera. So they must have had someone else doing the shadow work yes. while Gary Oldman was moving around on the set. And they stuff. had a stunt Oldman. That, that is cool. It's pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, and everything's shot on sound stages. Yeah. I mean, it, it's all... You it's can all, tell. It, exactly. Like, it looks artificial. And I think that's... I like that, though. Me too. I like that a lot because it gives the world this strange kind of a fantasy feel. Like, it's not real, yes. almost. And, like, you can actually tell. Like, these courtyards and the castles <laughs> and the mountains... All look a little phony and yeah. old Hollywood. They look 1930s, yep. you know? So it's kind of a throwback to Todd Browning's movie almost. And yeah, and it's it's a throwback and then it's like in kind of dazzling color. Yeah. You know, I, I know that you share a love of matte paintings with me. Yeah, they're great. You know, they're just awesome. I think they you can always tell when they're being used. Yes. Well, if... Maybe if you're as well-versed in movies as we are. Yes. But, man, I love when they pop up. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I know, yeah. exactly, because it took forever to make that. You know <laughs> it did, you know? And it and it's just, it, it's a really great prop mm-hmm. that, that I wish was in life more. And I remember watching, like, a behind-the-scenes on Star Wars mm-hmm. before, and, like, when Obi-Wan's turning the, like, tractor beams off, like, they, like, had the matte painting, and they, like, just this little glass template almost. Oh, and, yeah. Like, just put it over the camera, like where he is, and awesome. I'm like, "Oh, that fits right into the set." And it's like so perfect. Sweet. Like that's how I learned about this shit, and it was <laughs> mind blowing. Exactly. Was, because when you watch that movie, you're like, "Shit, he's gonna fall down that pit." Uh huh. It looks that good. Right. I remember seeing a matte painting at Universal Studios that they used in 1978's Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Mm-hmm. It was like a street in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and it's just a downhill like version of like you know a bunch of parked cars and everything. Uh-huh. And I couldn't take my eyes off it. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at this you know 50 foot painting, going, "Oh my god, look look mm-hmm. what went into this." Yeah, it's you know? so cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, the movie has some good stuff. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I guess we'll get into the story a little bit here. Yeah, um, we, we might as well. Yeah. So Dracula comes to London, and then they fight him. <laughs> The end. <laughs> Good night, folks. That's it. <laughs> You've all probably, you're probably familiar with the story of Dracula. Yeah. So, Dave, why don't you yeah. kick it off here? Okay. So, um, it, in the opening sequence that we mentioned, the one with all the uh, the red clouds and the awesomeness, um, 
it's it's the 1400s. Oh, yes, Dracula begins. Yes, and Vlad the Impaler is there with his. He, he's about to go off to fight the Turks with his uh, with the Order of the Dragon, this Romanian uh-huh. army. Mm-hmm. Um, his wife Elizabetha is with him, and both of these characters are played by Gary Oldman, Winona Ryder. Yeah, and uh, Vlad goes off to fight. He is victorious over the Turks. He comes back, and it turns out Elizabetha has killed herself because some some Turks in revenge for the victory, uh, sent false word to the castle that uh, Vlad had died in, mm-hmm. in battle. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't take, you know, being alone, so she uh, committed suicide. Right. It's very Romeo and Juliet. Very much so. Mm-hmm. He storms into the castle, and uh, he finds out what happened, and he decides that in retribution for this uh, tragedy, mm-hmm. he is going to be God's enemy on Earth. Yeah. And um, he, you know, commits a blasphemy in in the in the chapel. And uh, Anthony Hopkins in a dual role. Uh, oh, I didn't notice him at the beginning. Oh yeah, he's I playing the priest. I didn't know that was him. Yep, I was too busy watching Oldman. I think. <laughs> okay. To, to yeah. Make, yeah. Oldman is chewing the ham bone here. He truly and is. And he's dressed in this Lord Zed armor, <laughs> like like it's this big, giant red. It looks plastic. Yeah. Just like muscle fiber armor, which <laughs> probably would not be the armor he's wearing at that time. So, but <laughs> we got into this on the Gladiator episode. You, uh-huh. you, you commented about like Sven Oli Thorson wearing like a you know a Minotaur helmet or whatever. <laughs> and how, how silly that was! Yeah. I think that like back then, I mean, they they actually did fashion helms into animal shapes sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, and I'm sure it's he's a you know he's royalty. I'm sure he's yes. had this, you know, elaborate armor made for him. Probably you know? so. So it, I can see it. Right. But it's just kind of, it's weird and unusual, but it, it fits for this strange opening. Like yeah. we said, it's just like black silhouettes on this red, fiery blood sunset. Like <laughs> almost cartoonish looking. Uh-huh. Uh, it fits with the vibe the movie starts with. So. Right. And, and in one of those silhouettes, he like, uh, Vlad, you know, impales one of his enemies. I love and, that. He's and got that spear. Exactly. And he's like hanging, you know. I was expecting a Wilhelm scream from that dude, but I didn't I, get it. I think it there was a Wilhelm scream in the scene, but it wasn't on the impaled dude. Was it the guy falling down the pit? It, it, yes, it okay, must have been. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, man, I was waiting for it. Uh-huh. But yeah, that's awesome. He like just, that guy's just standing there, the silhouette. Yes. And then you see like Vlad pull the spear back and go, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right through this dude. I know. Uh, and he like lifts him off the ground. It's awesome. He's flailing. It's so cool. <laughs> and then Vlad like like goes down to his knees and thanks Jesus for what just happened. Yeah. Which is, you know. Um... Yeah. Thank God I'm victorious. <laughs> I know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, right. So um, <laughs> after that happens um, and he, you know, renounces God over Elizabeth's body. I like when he stabs the cross yeah. with his sword and blood starts flying out. Right. That's cool. And then he like screams no or something right, really loud right. and theatrically, and the camera zooms up into the sky. And yes, um. it, it is a great effect. <laughs> and Anthony Hopkins here as the priest, you know, uh, the wrong thing to say to Vlad when he walked in, you know, where, where Elizabetha's body is like, you know, right there on the altar is she's damned because she committed suicide. There's no saying. Oh yeah, that. that's true. Yeah. Hey man, well, why don't you just say she she died? I'm very sorry. You know, what was it really necessary to give him that? You know, uh, it's his fault. This is his fault now. <laughs> he created Dracula by saying totally. that. Totally. Yeah. I mean, would Vlad have 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 decided to like you know like devote himself to Satan if they had just said we're sorry your wife committed suicide? Well, okay. So he denounces God here <clears throat> because does he want to be with her again because she's damned or is it uh, just because God did this to her? Well, I, I don't know. Like be, I, I think it's because she's damned that that's why he does. He's, yeah. like, he's like, okay, so she was a, a wonderful woman and, and one, you know, uh, transgression. Now she's damned. Like he's listening to, he yeah. thinks the priest is right. And he's like, all right, me too. Exactly. That's <laughs> it. You know, uh, <laughs> I was, I was a Christian man. I'm going to drink this I'm poison not. too. Exactly. So let's go. Yes. Yeah, so let's, let's, let's for the next 400 years, scorched earth. And then we get the big Dracula title card. Yeah. I like the font. It's this weird, almost like. It's not Roman numerals, but it's some kind of weird druid type yes, symbols. Right. It's pretty cool. And it's up against what looks like a pyramid wall or something yeah. like that. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's lit by fire. Then we flash forward to 1897 in London. Uh-huh. Keanu Reeves, he's getting out of the phone booth. He's <laughs> Alex Winter goes back 
to the cave to drink more blood. That's right. And then, <laughs> wow, two Dracula, I didn't think two vampire movies. Exactly. Keanu and, we've been having a lot of strange connections lately on the show. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we get to meet. We we meet Renfield actually. Oh yeah, that's right. Tom Waits playing Renfield. Pretty cool. Holy cow! And he Pretty pulls cool. out that harmonica and starts playing. <laughs> that's what I see you tonight. That's, that's what right. I, dude. <laughs> Jim Jarvis is there. <laughs> but uh, so so the story starts kicking off now. The classic Dracula tale where Jonathan Harker has to go meet Dracula and sell him the properties and stuff. Yes. And, yeah. So Keanu is John Harker. He's gonna marry Mina. Who is Winona Ryder? Yeah, and uh, he has to go on this trip to meet Dracula, so they have to postpone their wedding, and they're most chased. <laughs> they are going most back chased. to Bill and That's Ted right. again. I'm not going to stop with the Bill and Ted references. It's fine. So man. Um, he goes to see Dracula. Like this all happens really quickly, right? I was complaining about uh, Werner Herzog's Nosferatu mm-hmm. the other week, yeah, because of the pacing was so slow and glacial. It takes like 30 minutes for them to get to this castle in right. that movie. This right. movie, it's five minutes. I know. I was like, holy crap. <laughs> it's, like it was the complete opposite. I know. And it's weird, though, because it kind of starts to become glacially paced later in the film. Exactly. The second act yes. is slow as balls. Right. I can't, that's, I have to say that. Right. Slow as balls. No, slow as balls is, is accurate. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, um, lots of good quotes from me today, Dave. <laughs> But yeah, when we get to uh, we we see part of Jonathan Harker's journey across you know Europe into the into the to the wilds of of the East, mm-hmm. um, and when he gets to the castle is when we first encounter like actually Vlad as Count Dracula. Yeah, he's now an old old man. Um, he's pale, or, yes, decrepit. They've got him in this like a beehive hairdo. Uh, that's like actually it. floor length. It's a really great costume, mm-hmm. and that dragon robe that he's got on—it's like red, and, it, and it's about twenty-five feet long. Yeah, that like, tail on it is yes, huge. It's like Meghan Markle's wedding dress, except it's yeah. red with a dragon on it. It's pretty yeah. awesome, dude. They sh- she should have had that dress. If, that would have been if they did. I would have been all oh about God, watching exactly. that wedding. Exactly. If if Harry was in the order of the dragon, forget about it. I'm totally down. He probably is secretly. Yeah, you know, there's some kind of secret orders exactly. going on let, over there. Let, let, let's check Instagram and look at that ring because I want to know. Yeah, what does it look like? <laughs> How many symbols are on that? <laughs> but yeah, this is where you meet Gary Oldman. Uh-huh. And he starts... I think this is my favorite Gary Oldman. Okay. At the beginning here when you first meet him. Yes. And he does a lot of the classic stuff you see where he's almost seducing Jonathan Harker. Not really, but yeah. he he's almost drinks his blood. He doesn't. Uh, and he says, I don't drink wine. I never drink wine. Yeah. He does that line, which was fine. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said, I think the pacing's so weird here because mm-hmm. the scene jumps so fast between things that are happening, it's hard to follow. Right. I'm like, what? If I wasn't familiar with the story of Dracula, I would be like, what is happening? Okay. okay. Uh, so I think that's maybe a demerit to it. it. It moves too fast. Okay. Like I said, I think there needs to be more footage, even though the movie's already over two hours. Yeah, but, it's two hours and eight minutes. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, I th- there w- there was one thing that I remember bothering me the first time I saw it is when Jonathan Harker comes in and you know like Dracula invites him for for to have supper, mm-hmm. um, and they put he puts that amazing spread out for him that huge that like yeah. it's like a full chicken mm-hmm. and like a, a you know a, yep. a, a whole jug of wine, um, he says something like like. Keanu notices like uh, a, a picture of what is like Vlad as a young man on the wall, mm-hmm. and he says, "You know, oh, is that an ancestor?" And he Dracula explains, "You know, oh yeah, that's he was from the Order of the Dragon. Uh, you know, we fought the enemies of Christ and everything." Mm-hmm. And like Dracula says something kind of a witty comment about you know the relationship between God and the sword, mm-hmm. and. Jonathan Harker agrees with him in like kind of a polite laughter mm-hmm. and Dracula goes off. He gets out his sword mm-hmm. and he says, how dare you and everything. And he just goes on this like rant about mm-hmm. such and such. And like Keanu has to apologize and go, I, I have offended you and I'm sorry. I'm mm-hmm. almost like, well, wait a minute. What, why is he this mad? <laughs> you know, <laughs> why, how did he get this pissed off at some guy just making kind of a snicker at a joke you told? I don't know. Maybe he hasn't been around many people lately. Uh, yeah. I guess he hasn't been. So, yeah, I guess he's not up on the societal norms. Probably not. Uh, right. So then uh, he stays the night there. He's going to stay for like a month or something at right. least. And uh, one of my favorite scenes here is when Jonathan Harker is shaving and Dracula comes in like behind him in the mirror and you uh-huh. don't see him and all that stuff. And he comes up and Dracula moves. He like floats across the set, which is cool. Yeah. And he starts shaving Jonathan Harker, 
and it's very tense because you're like, all right, he got a razor by his neck and it's Dracula. So, uh-huh. you, you know, that's not good. <laughs> and the, the set starts closing in around them. And like you said, this is all practical stuff. So the yeah. set must have been moving or there's some weird kind of camera zoom tricks they're doing. But um, could he have just been dollied over? I mean, is that possible? It's possible. Yeah. Uh, but it's a wonderful scene. Yeah. I think it's great. Uh, might be my favorite thing in the movie. Okay. Yeah. It's cool. Um, and speaking of, of like effects that, that were also then like aped later on, I mean, you know, when we see, um, you mentioned like, like reversing the film mm-hmm. to, to, to create effects, uh, after he like licks the, the razor that's got some blood on mm-hmm. it, um, they hear like some wolves downstairs mm-hmm. like down in the, in the, in the wilderness there. Yeah. And, uh, he, you know, Dracula says, Oh, what sweet music they make. And, and he decides to go down there and kind of like pack with them. Mm-hmm. And you see him, uh, like crawling up the side of the castle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's in that weird, like who's the girl from the ring? Um, the, the way Samara, she, Samara. Yeah. yeah exactly. It, it, he, he's, he's crawling like Samara, uh-huh. but it's not CG. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, they managed to like create that jangly walking, um, mm-hmm. you know, weirdness, you know, I wonder if they filmed it like at like 15 frames a second so. and then sped it up or yes, something like that and made it, it look weird. Right. Something like that. Yeah. Pretty cool. And Harker sees him doing that and Keanu's just like freaked out. He's yes. like, what the hell? And then he gets seduced by the, the, the bride's Dracula. Yes. And I remember seeing this scene years ago uh-huh. online, uh, for some reason. Okay. And thinking it was <laughs> the coolest reason. thing ever, and I quite enjoyed it. Naturally, yes. <laughs> but I think it's so weird in this movie. Uh, they start seducing him and making love to him and drinking his blood. Yeah. And Dracula storms in and scares them all away. And then says, like, he can love, I can love too, yes. or something like that. And then feeds them a baby. It's such a weird scene. You know, the, the, the <laughs> most shocking thing about this scene, this is almost word for word in the book. Is it? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I, I'm amazed that, that, that this was in a book in, in, in the late 1800s. Well, in the movie, repressed sexuality and seduction is a big part of this. Yeah. And it's always been a big part of the Dracula story. Vampires always use seduction, whether sexual or not, yes. to, to prey upon people. Right. And this movie uses that a lot. Right. Like, the whole movie has this really edgy kind of sexual tension to it, mm-hmm. uh, especially with Lucy's character. Oh, yeah. She's, she's like, courting three different dudes. Sadie you know? Frost as Lucy, I know. She, she's, she likes to have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she chooses Carrie Elwes, which is who I would choose, by the way. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So I'd choose Richard E. Grant. Yeah, he's pretty good, too. Yeah, but yeah. I think I like that mustache. That, okay, that, yeah. That English mustache. It's debonair as yeah. hell, yeah. And Carrie Elwes in 1992, forget about it. Oh, exactly. He's so, awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a great catch. And so, all right, so we go from this castle. Dracula has his women keep Jonathan Harker prisoner yeah. as he goes to London. Right. Uh, and we know he, he brings his soil so he can rejuvenate and stuff. And he goes to London and he starts preying upon Mina to try to get her to love him because she looks just like Elizabetha. Yes. Or whatever. Yes. Uh, She's so the he, reincarnated Elizabeth. Yeah. So he uses magic to make her see him, She he says. And then they, they start dating, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if she actually falls in love with him or if it's the spell it's that the, he's using. I'm pretty sure it's mostly the spell. Yeah. Because like she, she rejects him completely for you know at first when at, they're on yeah. the street, but he's also preying on Lucy for some reason. Do you know why? Um, why does he is, need blood from uh, her to remain powerful? He doesn't want to do it to Mina. Yeah, I don't know. because he finds he he feels Mina is you know his his actual love, mm-hmm. and I guess he looks at Lucy and sees kind of how she is that 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 she is kind of a party girl, and maybe it'll be easier to to. Like get some power ups, gain more power. Yeah, yeah. he's leveling up exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so I'll just I'll just take advantage of this girl, mm-hmm. um, and you know, it, which is kind of sad because uh, because yeah. poor Lucy. I mean, you know, look, it, it's not her fault. She she likes to uh, you know have a drink and, exactly. and you know whatever. Maybe, uh, that's got to be it. He's just yeah. leveling up. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but I was thinking, why doesn't he just go for Mina right away and get it over with? Well, does does she have to fall in love with him for? Whatever he's playing here to work, I don't know. I guess we wouldn't have a movie if, 
I just think it's a huge plot hole. Oh, I I, I agree with yeah. you. I, I only I only agree with you now because I just realized it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like the the move. The whole story could be like totally unthreaded if uh, if he would just go after Mina right Maybe there. Maybe Winona Ryder didn't want to show her breasts, so they had to create Lucy for this to happen. My wife made. <laughs> Roughly the same comment, um, especially when when Sadie Frost is laying in the bed and like uh, she's being tended to, uh-huh. you know, by uh, Richard E. Grant, and and she's like kind of writhing and and like why are her breasts out? I don't you know. know in that moment, and why aren't they covering her up? Exactly. I mean, it's and and it's weird with Lucy too because, like you said, she she is she's courting three guys. It's it's the the Texan guy, uh-huh. and then Carrie Elwes and Richard E. Grant, mm-hmm. and like. They all know that they're competing with each other for her right. hand. And they're like friends. Yeah, and they're all just like total you know, like famously best buds. And right. I mean and and even after she commits and says, Okay, I'm gonna marry Carrie Elwes, like Richard E. Grant comes over to like give her to as her doctor mm-hmm. and, and he says, you know, everything's in the strictest confidence. And when he gives her this shot like to, to calm her nerves, she goes, Oh, kiss me, Jack. And he does it. Yep. And it's like I mean, I, I know that she's Sadie Frost in 1992, and that's <laughs> tough to resist. But come on, man, the game's over. Uh-huh. She 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 took the, this other guy's proposal. What are you doing? I think if this was not the 1800s, yeah, the 1890s, they, they'd be going to some camp somewhere, and yeah. all, all four of them would live happily ever after. You know, <laughs> they'd just be figuring it out with each they other. They would just figure it out. Uh, of course, that that, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, they I don't know. I do love the scene when she's fully a vampire and she dies and yeah. they, they go to kill her in her tomb. That's an awesome That's scene. That's a cool scene. Yeah. I really like that. Mm-hmm. So um, Van Helsing comes in. Right. Because Richard E. Grant knows him. Uh, they were... <laughs> <laughs> he was his teacher yes. or something. He was so his mentor and teacher. Anthony Hopkins shows up uh-huh. and starts spouting all this. This guy is definitely a vampire, and this girl, uh, that's definitely a vampire. Uh-huh. Um, he probably says that everywhere he goes. Which I love. I, I love that he's a he's a nutcase. Yeah. Like, that, that he, I mean... Yeah, he's a scientist just like other doctors, but but he he just immediately buys it. Like, okay, well, I saw the two bite marks there, and the blood didn't go anywhere. She's a vampire. And God, one of the worst lines I've ever heard uh-huh. is from him. Okay. He says, it is Dracula, the undead, <laughs> the foe I have been pursuing all my life. <laughs> what, what a load of exposition <laughs> and garbage from one... One of the greatest actors out there. I, of course. And it's so awful. I know. I know. Uh, and I actually love how bad it is, though. Of course. And That's where the guilty pleasure comes in for this movie. And as far as chewing up scenery, I mean, you know, like, it's almost like Gary Oldman and, and Anthony Hopkins are, like, entering the scene from, uh, from one side of the, of the other. And they're just like, yeah. mop, 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 like, like Pac-Man. <laughs> they're coming. They're about to meet, yeah. you know? Um, and th- there's enough scene f- scenery for all of them, but but man, is he really... Look, Anthony Hopkins is, like you said, he's one of the greatest of all time, and I'm okay with him doing this. Uh-huh. Uh, I laugh. <laughs> I laugh at his stuff. Yep. I understand the appeal of this movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so when they go, th- they go to kill Lucy because she's dead, and they know she's a vampire, and he gets... <laughs> Van Helsing gets the Three Stooges to go down there with him, <laughs> and... Uh, Carrie Ellis drives that stake in her heart and blood comes out. Uh, she, they go down there and she is gone and she comes back holding a child that she's going to feast on, I guess. Yes. And she's in this dark, like she's all white. Yeah. Her skin. And she's in this like wedding gown that's all white. And it's got these big frills and like a neck thing. Yeah. The Elizabethan collar. Yeah. yeah. It, it looks good. Right. And she looks like an awesome vampire here. Right. It's really cool. So they, they get her back into the casket with a cross. I think that's what happened. Yes. Uh, and then when she's in there, she comes up and barfs up all his blood, which is pretty awesome. And it goes right in Van Helsing's face yeah. and the crucifix. I like it. Mm-hmm. It's neat. Uh, it's a little elaborate, but it's cool. And I like that sound effect that's used throughout the movie, which is like... <laughs> like it's, yeah. It happens like every time someone either does something vampiric uh-huh. or, or, yeah. you know, or we know a vampire's nearby. Mm-hmm. And then she's in there. They drive a stake through her heart, cut her head off. Yeah. Pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I like it. It is cool. And, and I like Carrie Elwes' struggle with it. Yeah, because he doesn't want to because it's his bride. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, Van Helsing goes, for God's sake, man, strike. Mm-hmm. And he, he just like, it's Carrie Elwes going, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and he, 
He you know, takes right. a hammer, does that. <laughs> then he saws his own foot off. And then, and then they go. As you wish. As you would. Yeah, as you wish. <laughs> he starts driving the stake in with his left hand. <laughs> That's right. Drop his sword. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. so where, where does it go from here? Well, okay. Parker yeah. gets a letter out. He yes. escapes. He, because he's still yeah. in the... Like, during all this, he's still in Dracula's castle. Yeah, he's being yeah. held there by the three brides. And uh-huh. the, one of the three brides is played by Monica Bellucci. I know, right? Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, And he ends up, like, escaping because well, he figures out the whole thing of, like, the... the uh, those those Romani guys that that, that work for Dracula uh-huh. that, that that they're taking a bunch of you know like Romanian earth and putting it in boxes so that he can and he knows why the Count wants to buy Carfax Abbey it's like mm-hmm. this ruined nunnery mm-hmm. um, that um, that he's going to stay at while he's in London and he needs that soil to to regenerate mm-hmm. himself and once he figures it out he escapes the castle. Um, and then goes to some like a like a convent. Yeah, it's some convent, Agatha's or something. Yes, Saint Agatha's. Yeah, and it's it's a bunch of like uh, you know Eastern European nuns who then nurse him back to health and send a letter to Mina saying you know uh, we have Jonathan mm-hmm. uh, come out here and 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 get married to him. Um, and we, we get like the Eastern Orthodox, uh, marriage mm-hmm. ceremony. Yeah. And I just like to talk about this because it's been yeah. bothering me for the last 26 years. Let's do it. All right. So it's only on this viewing that I noticed that Coppola is kind of repeating himself from, uh, it's the Godfather. Godfather. Exactly. The yeah. baptism of blood. Th- that's what I was going to say. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. It's, it's a complete copy editing yes. job, uh, and basically story beats. Oh you yeah. Know, it's almost... Almost the same. Sacred and the profane, yeah. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because while while Mina and Jonathan are getting married in this very... Um, um, Holy place. Exactly, yeah. yes. They're intercutting it with uh, Lucy then being transformed mm-hmm. by Dracula in London. Yep. Um, she's being like completely, you know, converting into vampirism. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the sequence where he says, you know, I guess kiss the bride. Mm-hmm. What's going on with that kiss? I don't know. What about it? You, okay, so you, maybe I, I, you didn't notice. Maybe it. I didn't notice. What happened? It is a, the most sexual kissing I've ever seen at a wedding. Oh, it probably is. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Every just, kiss in this movie is like. Oh that. Oh my god! I, I'm. I'm and and the movie opens with Gary Oldman making out with Winona Ryder and like deep soul <laughs> shit. Uh-huh. I mean, like I, Winona Ryder is being devoured by two different <laughs> men in this, and and Anthony Hopkins later. I mean, like it's just like. I mean, she's almost swallowing her head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is and this is a, a wedding kiss. It, it was it was really weird. You know they want it though. Like that's mm-hmm. and, and and that's fine. Wait till you're not in the church, please. <laughs> exactly. This is a total like. I mean, this is PDA. You know, in front of a bunch uh-huh. of nuns and priests. Yeah. If HR was here, oh, you'd be in trouble. Exactly. You're you've lost your job. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> So while Keanu was held captive, Gary Oldman is in London as a, an, a proper gentleman with yes. a top hat, you mm-hmm. know, coming around <laughs> and he puts the spell on Mina and she starts falling in love with him. They, they're like dating, yeah. you know, he's courting her. And once she gets this letter, Dracula's devastated. She, she leaves him to go back with Jonathan. Yeah. And so, so why is she dating him? Does she think Jonathan's okay or does she think he's dead? No, or she, it's just she, the spell. It's just the spell. Okay. Like, like she kind of she she throughout the throughout the whole courtship, she acknowledges that like you know I can't I shouldn't be doing this and and oh, Jonathan must never know. Mm-hmm. Um, but she keeps going back to like for more dates because I mean you know look he he's he's a four hundred year old vampire who's got like magic powers. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's putting this he's turning her tears into diamonds and mm-hmm. and, and having like sexy absinthe sessions. Yeah, I mean for you know of course mm-hmm. you, you're gonna be there. Yeah, there you go. I, uh, I'd, I'd hang out with Oldman. Of course, of course. <laughs> exactly. Like, would a court me? <laughs> but Dracula's like, no, when this all happens. So Okay, yeah. He, he does <laughs> say no um, um, amongst a bunch of lit candles. Anyway, so they, they come back to London. Jonathan Harker sees Dracula and was like, oh, my God. Yeah. He, he aged in reverse, dude. He and, does say things. Yeah. Look at him. He's grown young, is what he said. <laughs> it reminds me of when Ted possesses his dad. <laughs> it's like, like that's what's happening it's here. It's Hal Landon Jr. Yeah, Hal Landon Jr. is doing this. Uh-huh. Um, so now the jig is up. Yeah. And uh, I guess they have dinner with Van Helsing. Yeah. And the game's on now. They're going to hunt him down and kill him. 
and it's a pretty good edit of like when they when they chop off Lucy's head to the meat, and it goes to the meat on yeah, the table. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, I remember the the audience laughing uproariously at that at that at that <laughs> you know when I saw it in the theater, and and this is actually the reason I wanted to, to like kind of stop us on this scene was because like of everything Keanu does in this movie, I can live with it mm-hmm. except this scene, mm-hmm. um, mainly because I think this is him really trying like like just giving everything he's got to make this character work and this dialogue work and it is and it's not he's awkward as hell he's trying to like sit up straight like a proper english gentleman mm-hmm. and 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 also like have some business with his hands like he's cutting his meat and he's like kind of gesturing and and uh his head is on a swivel <laughs> and except he's trying to emote and he says I know where the bastard sleeps. <laughs> and it's like, it's as bad as what I just did. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, Carfax Abbey. Carfax Abbey. Yeah. It's oh, really bad. I, I, <laughs> Dane and, and, is holding his temples right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel, I feel horrible because we, we've saw, we've talked about it on this show before about how like any movie with Keanu Reeves is enjoyable. Yeah. Because he's a, a legitimate he's national treasure. Mm-hmm. He is America's son, you know? <laughs> yes. I, I, I love Keanu Reeves. I do too. You know, more than almost any other movie star. He's, he's just awesome. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Point Break was the year before this. Uh, and Bogus Journey was, I mean, he, he, is, he is becoming what he is. Mm-hmm. And this is this, this one blip on an otherwise fine career. Mm-hmm. Um, people have talked about him being like not a great actor in other films, but I've always liked his. He's not the out. best actor by far. No, of course, and he's ne- and he but never... he's got charisma. I think yes. that's what it is. And he has never gone on record as saying, "Hey, to stop criticizing my acting." He's never said anything about it. Mm-hmm. He's never even acknowledged it because why should he? Exactly. Um, you know, and but this one, I have to side with you know other critics and say that yeah, he he definitely was totally miscast mm-hmm. in this role. So after this dinner scene, they decide to hunt down Dracula. Mm-hmm. I think this yes. is when it happens. Uh, but Dracula goes to seduce Mina one last time. He goes into her bedroom as green smoke as they're destroying all his all his stuff yeah. at Carfax Abbey. They're exactly. burning his crates. They're they're making a pile of rubble and destroying it. And so he is at Mina's bedroom seducing her again and. He's going to convert her now. Yeah. And he starts to. And that's this weird kind of sexual bonding scene where they're they're unionizing. Uh-huh. Like that sounds like they're forming a union like for, for some dock workers. <laughs> exactly. But like they're, they're becoming like one. They're going to live forever together it, it in eternity. Into, oh, God. Yeah, it's on the waterfront. <laughs> Brando into, comes out. I know. I was going to say either that or fist with Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Well, the Brando connection with Coppola, though. <laughs> yes, I mean, there absolutely. You go. But uh, so, like, this is such an I I hate this scene. By yeah. the way, a lot of it is do. so over the top and elaborate, and the acting. Oh my god! I you know. couldn't even put this on a live stage. It is just so big. I know. It wouldn't even fit. It kind of reminds me of you, you. Remember the Romeo and Juliet sequence from Hot Fuzz? Like, I don't really remember it. Okay, well, it, it was remember, it was like the the worst shitty acting. Like I kind of remember that. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's unfortunate <laughs> because this is two excellent actors, uh-huh. and it's soaring music mm-hmm. and and you know like ambient erotic thriller lighting. Oh yeah, yeah. And I thought Paul Verhoeven was directing. I know, this. I know. And 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 like at one point, like Gary Oldman opens up his tunic. And like gets gets her like he cuts, cuts his chest open so his blood comes out and yes. she drinks from it and she's sucking from his chest. Oh, and then he stops her and says, "I can't do this. I love you too much. I can't." And and he's like relenting, and then she's like, "No, I want this. Suck, 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 suck." suck, suck. <laughs> and it's like, God, is he about to whip it out? Like, what's gonna happen here? Remember in Prayer of the Roller Boys when <laughs> Rosanna Arquette is seducing Corey Haim? Oh, Patricia Arquette. Patricia yeah. Arquette. Sorry. Yeah, uh-huh. Patricia Arquette's doing that. Uh-huh. I'm like, what the hell is happening here? <laughs> I know. And like, I know. Dude. And then, then I guess it stops because they barge in. Keanu and Van Helsing and everyone yes, barges and Richard in. Richard E. Grant is there. And uh, yeah. Carrie Owens is there. Uh-huh. Uh, Cowboy Joe's there. I yeah. can't remember who that, <laughs> that, that is. That dude, but, right? Quint, I think is Quint, his name. Quint, yes. <laughs> so they show up and she's like making love to like, the air yeah. because he disappears in smoke and vanishes. Yes. Uh, and he turns into a giant bat 
Gill Man looking creature almost. And that's a great looking monster. It looks awesome. Yeah. It's this slimy, wet creature. Mm -hmm. Like a, a lizard creature almost. It's like a bat lizard. Right. It's awesome looking. It looks almost like the Descent Monsters. Oh yeah, a yeah, bit. Kind of, exactly. Yeah. It, it, it's a little hairier, but yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, it's 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 the same like the the bald pate. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, pretty cool. And and it's it's actually the second time too because of, of of this happening in the movie where, um, you know, Van Helsing immediately holds up the crucifix, yeah. and uh, Dracula just sets it on fire. Oh, I loved it. You know, he pumpkin heads it, this exactly. thing. He's like, "What the fuck? Get that out of here!" Yeah, it is cool. And and like it happened when in the the the. The Bride of Dracula scene with Keanu Reeves, like Monica mm -hmm. Bellucci is crawling on top of him and she opens up his 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 shirt yeah, and sees right. the crucifix around his neck and she just goes, ah, and it melts into his chest. Yeah, it's I'm cool. I'm like, hey man, let's just do that for every time you see a crucifix. Right? Yeah, why you know, can't you do that all the time? Come on. How is this ever affecting you if you have this power? What kind of material does it have to be made out I guess of? It, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Maybe it wasn't blessed. Oh, and yes, that that could be it. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is a false idol, and mm -hmm. and you know, if if that's the case, then it just goes up in smoke. Yeah, yeah could awesome. be. Problem solved. <laughs> Movie is better now. Yes, but yeah, then then he backs into a corner and turns into a bunch of rats and escapes, uh -huh. which is cool. Um, and then Winona is like, now she wants to be with him. Yep. So uh, Van Helsing decides to pull more shit out of his ass and <laughs> hypnotize her <laughs> to figure out where he's going. And he's going back to Transylvania uh -huh. to his castle to get his power back. Yeah. Uh, so then they, the movie instantly cuts to like a cowboy chase. You know, it just goes from one thing to the next. I know. I know. Um, and, and they're chasing him on these snowy mountainsides and they're dueling with swords and shotguns and stuff. Yeah. Killing these Romanians on horseback. Uh, it's, it's almost out of place, if you ask me. Oh, yeah. It's like an action sequence that was just tagged on here. It's also really hard to follow. It kind of is. Well, because they're going all these different ways, and Van Helsing and Mina split up from the main group. Yes. I, I, to like maybe create a diversion. I don't. I don't really follow what's happening. Well, I, and I, I'm, I've been. Try, I've seen the movie. I think like you know double digit times, and I still haven't figured out exactly why he sort of why, why they kind of mm -hmm. go off together. But I I know that they did split up because like they explain when they're on the train. They're they're looking at a map mm -hmm. of, of Indiana you know, Joneses. Actually, it, it is it is because like Keanu was going here. We can get this. We can get him at Varna. Yeah, you know, we'll, and then like we'll the map off. is like there's yes. the, the dotted lines do, do, moving. Do, 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 do. Right, exactly. That happens. <laughs> yes, precisely. <laughs> um, every time that happens in a movie, I'm never actually following it. I'm kind of like, well, I, I guess these characters know what they're talking yeah. about, so I'll mm -hmm. go with it. Mm -hmm. But um, all the men are doing this. Like, I guess Van Helsing wants to keep Mina. Because he knows that she has drank of Dracula's blood, and it's and you know I guess she's gonna she's gonna turn soon. Yeah, uh -huh. um, so he has to be there to like I guess uh, fight her off. Mm -hmm. And and there there is a scene of of where she is becoming vampiric. Yeah, and uh, she tries to seduce Van Helsing. Yeah, and uh, he starts making out with her. Yeah, and then she's gonna bite him, and he he escapes somehow by yes. falling down. Yes, he <laughs> like. <laughs> These vampires are clumsy. I'm telling you. If this if this guy who's twice your age can just stumble backwards and escape your vampiric grasp, something's wrong with you. He, he, he does. To be fair, he is armed with a communion wafer, which he scalds oh, her forehead. Okay, all right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yes, and yeah. that that briefly subdues her. He's got the jizit. Exactly. And he puts it on her forehead. That's right, the jizit, for Christ's sake. And yeah, that's true. And like. And but the I, brides show But up. the brides are there trying to... I think they're, like, coercing they're egging Mina. They're like, yes. like, because she's becoming a full-fledged vampire, but not yet. Right. And I guess the brides are using their power to, you know, make her power amplified or something like uh -huh. that. I, I don't know. Right. And then it cuts to Van Helsing chopping their heads off. Uh-huh. It just all happens in three seconds. I'm like, what? He went into the castle, killed them, comes back out. In three seconds. I have I, no, I, I, I guess. I, I, I don't know, like, how he would have gained entrance to the castle. Um, you know. Yeah, yeah I don't know. And, and how he would have, like, not roused them when he walked in. I do like how they're sleeping there and he walks in and you see, like, the sword comes down. Yes. Because it's, it's a good visual. Yeah. But it makes no sense. No, it's, it, it doesn't make <laughs> so any sense. So what's happening? I know, it's completely <laughs> illogical. And, and it uses that same sound effect again. Yeah. You know, like, it's just... <laughs> Gotta get it in one more time. Exactly. We have to indicate that vampire stuff's going on. And I, I, it's a great effect for me. 
And then we get the final showdown at the castle. Uh, the cowboys have chased down the wagon yeah. carrying Dracula. And the sun's going down, which is another thing they just tack on at the end. No one's mentioned this ever about the sun in the whole film. Oh, well. Uh, they, they're like, they, they add a timer to it. They add this countdown for no reason. Well, earlier in the movie, Van Helsing is narrating the movie too. Okay. Um, and he, at one point, when, when, when Dracula first gets to London, they're, they're, the camera is dollying through the Carfax Abbey and all the, the, the boxes mm-hmm. of Earth. And when Gary Oldman, uh, like, emerges from it, young, mm-hmm. he says, like Van Helsing says uh, something about, you know, contrary to prop- popular knowledge, vampires can exist in the daylight, although their powers are weaker. Okay. All right. Um, so there's that one, you know, bit of exposition in the narration that, that says this. Okay. So then there's a final showdown at the castle. Dracula kills some people. Uh-huh. He kills, like, the cowboy, yeah. Point. And then, <laughs> uh, I guess... Is it Keanu who stabs him with the sword? I think so, yes. Is it Van Helsing? Uh, I can't remember got, who does it. Like, I, I think Keanu has uh, Quint's big Bowie knife. Yeah, and he stabs him in the yes. chest. And then Winona comes and stops everybody from right. furthering the death of Dracula. Right. And she protects him. And then Keanu just says, well, okay, let's go. And then, <laughs> and then Mina takes Dracula inside and they... She kisses him, and he turns back into, like, Vlad. Yeah. Instead of, you know, dusty old Gary Oldman, uh-huh. turns into handsome Gary Oldman. Yes. With a beard. And then the beard goes away. I wanted the beard to stay. I have no idea, because he has his Vlad his Vlad the Impaler, like, huge beard. Uh-huh. It looks like mine, actually. It's, it's gigantic. <laughs> right. And he's got the Dave beard. Exactly. <laughs> and then that, for some reason, disappears, and he's just got his Victorian mustache. Oh, come on. I mean. I, oh, well. Uh, it's fine, but, but I, I don't know why that's in there. And then uh, they die happily ever after. He well, dies. He dies because she she finishes him off. She, she oh yeah. She drives the knife like further into him and then lops off his head. She kisses him and saves his soul. And then the cross he stabbed at the beginning of the movie like heals itself. Yes, it regenerates. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I guess now God loves him again. Yes, and he loves God. Yes, and happily ever after. I right. guess. Okay. More bullshit. I mean, four hundred years <laughs> of of like of murder. Um, mm-hmm. And in one moment of, of because he Because he stole this woman from some guy. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Um, yes. He's saved now, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I know what message that's sending. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. Yeah. That's the end of the movie. Now, when, when you said, like, uh, and Keanu just goes, okay. Um, you know, when, when she says, you know, we're going to go in the church and finish this off. Like, so you, you feel that he accepts Mina's... Uh, I don't think he accepts it, but he's just like, well, I guess I can't do anything else. Let's go. I've okay. already, you know, this dude's just chased a vampire across Europe, and then he gives up at, right there. On train and horseback. Yeah. This is a long journey. I do not understand why they he just they just give up right here. I, I don't either. I may, maybe just out of love. Maybe. I mean, he, he, he truly loves Mina, and maybe... The other guys kind of just respect his his space or whatever, mm-hmm. um, because Van Helsing, you, you think that with his bloodlust, he'd just be like, "Oh no, let's get him!" Right? Yeah, you go know? in there. Right. Uh, I mean, he's supposed to be the man that you've you got to kill Mina now, though. Yeah, yeah. Maybe which, that's why he doesn't want to do it. I don't know. And maybe because of like Dracula. Uh, is redeemed that, that maybe now you don't have to kill me now. Like maybe killing the head vampire kills like the vampire blood and everybody else that he's converted. Maybe, you know, they could add that in there. Yeah. Throw I mean, it on top. Th- that's how it was in the Simpsons when they parodied this episode, <laughs> that, like, you know, killing the head vampire, like destroys all mm-hmm. vampire lore. Um, I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's the end of the movie, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to mention? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. Go for it. So of, of all the all the stuff that like we've praised, the things we've praised have been mainly the art direction and the production design. Mm-hmm. Um, Dante Ferretti and Thomas Sanders were the production designers, and the DP on this uh, movie was the great Michael Ballhouse, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, who has just done amazing mm-hmm. work all through his career. Yeah. Um, also, as far as the art direction, the Victorian Asylum is one of my favorite things. We mentioned, you know, Renfield, Tom Waits' character. Mm-hmm. Uh, his one scene with Richard E. Grant where he's like, um, mm-hmm. he's like, and, and um, they're, they're having a really good conversation just about, you know, kind of philosophy and everything. He's, he's got a plate in front of him 
and he's in a straight jacket uh-huh. and he's mm-hmm. he's like eating worms off the plate because mm-hmm. he he's the, maggots and yes. stuff. He, he, his character, we didn't really get into it, is the guy who preceded Jonathan Harker over mm-hmm. at Count Dracula's place. Yes. Um, and he went nuts, and he now is like Dracula's thrall, mm-hmm. um, and he's been institutionalized. And uh, I, in the asylum, I love the orderlies with the, uh, with the cage helmets. Yeah, that's That's deep. pretty cool. You know? <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of strange helmets. I know, I know. Really weird. Why do they have that so they can't get well, so, injured yeah, by the exactly. The so the there? inmates can't like claw their eyes out. Yeah. All right. Pretty good. Uh, yeah. Wow. Nice. Um, I mentioned Van Helsing narrating the thing. Mm-hmm. There's a moment during the narration where he shouldn't be narrating. Yeah. It's during Dracula's journey to London where he's on that ship. Mm-hmm. He is like doing the captain's log mm-hmm. on a voyage he's not present for. Mm-hmm. I don't understand this. <laughs> Because he's, he's not saying this happened. He's saying, and then we uh, uh, threw the body so-and-so, and then we, and then we cleaned the decks. Mm-hmm. You weren't there. How, how, how are you? I, yeah. I don't know. He, he's doing Call Me Ishmael on, on, on a ship that he wasn't on, yeah. and I, I, it's always pissed me off. That's true. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> geez. And, and there was one also really great effect. Like, it wasn't part of the production design, but it was just a, a camera thing. It's when... After they drink absinthe, um, Mina and Dracula, mm-hmm. they're uh, talking about life, and she asks him about his previous married life, mm-hmm. and he tells her the story of Elizabetha, mm-hmm. and it's a really cool effect where like Winona Ryder is looking off into the distance mm-hmm. as Mina, and then there's like four different uh, perspectives on the screen mm-hmm. where you then see like a uh, uh, footage of Elizabetha. Uh, plummeting to her death mm-hmm. and then you see um she's she's upside down yes. vertically almost as if she's hanging from a, a wire yeah on a cliff and there's a fan blowing air up at her yeah it's pretty cool looking. it's awesome yeah and then like uh dracula gets up and moves toward her while you see like like footage again of mm-hmm. vlad of vlad you know destroying the church yeah um yeah i i just it's really cool and that's one of the things that like all the technical stuff's pretty good yeah like the the editing there is that's awesome Mm -hmm. uh well i shouldn't say all the technical stuff but the editing effects they use yes that's good the overlays absolutely the fades even are are you know they're good (laughs) even that's that iris in you know oh i know fine that's fine because it's a dracula movie go for it absolutely yeah um and uh i also the other one last thing i absolutely love richard e grant uh, both in this movie and everybody go see with Neil and I, mm-hmm. uh, because it's 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 incredible. It's one of the best saying, movies of the eighties. Yeah, and you were saying it's hilarious. It is, and he's the best part. He is the star, and mm-hmm. and like he he should have been a worldwide sensation after it came out, but it just you know he's he's a character guy. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. All right, Dave. So would you recommend the movie? Yes. Okay. Um, I would recommend the movie uh, because it's uh, it, it's three stars. Uh, I, I'm just a total sucker for for this film. I love elaborate sets and period costumes and matte paintings, and uh, you know, give me those things, mm-hmm. and I will happily watch it. Uh huh. I'm not recommending this, Dave. I'm not surprised. You, you probably know that. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll give it two stars. Two. I was close to one. Okay. But I might give it two because of the the set design and costuming and stuff sure sure uh maybe a one and a half but we don't do half stars here so uh yeah i'll go with a low two all we'll right say that a low two uh, all right very yeah, well I'll throw dave a bone thank you all right so that wraps things up <laughs> if you like what you heard please subscribe to itunes rate it review it most of all share it it gets more dudes listening to the dudes and vampires dave yeah so if you don't use that get us on any other podcatcher or go to dudesonmovies.com and you'll find anything you need right there yeah and we're on facebook twitter and instagram just look for dudes on movies and our email address is dudesonmovies at gmail.com please drop us a line yeah and we have a voicemail 304-804-DUDE call in and leave your answer to the question of the week and the question of the week is what is your favorite vampire movie this is an easy one folks yeah there's lots of vampire movies that's out right there, so um, we could probably even say, what's your favorite vampire movie from 1992? <laughs> There's so many of them. But no, what's your favorite vampire movie? Call in 304-804-DUDE. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on our response show every month. So uh-huh. stay tuned next week, and we're going to do 1997's Eve's Bayou, directed by Cassie Lemons and starring Lynn Whitfield and Samuel L. Jackson. So until next week, I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time. Yeah.